0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Romans chapter number thirteen. On last Sunday night, I read these verses uh, and made just a statement or two out of it. But if you was here last Sunday night, you know what I'm saying. There really wasn't much preaching last Sunday night. Man, God just sat down in this place, and people got to testify. And uh, Miss Cheyenne got saved. Thank God for that. We've been praying about that, and uh, man, the Lord just met with us, amen. And um, I-, I-, I couldn't get this thought off my mind, so I want to give it. To- to you uh, in entirety this morning. Let's stand in honor and reverence to the reading of God's Word. The Bible said in Romans chapter number 13, I just want to read two verses to you, verse number 11 and verse number 12. The Bible said this in verse 11, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Father, I love you this morning and I thank you, God, for your blessings. Father, I thank you for our church today. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our church. Father, I stand amazed, Father, at how good you are to us. And uh, God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help our youth church workers this morning, God. I pray, God, that you'd give them what they need. God, help the kids out there today. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd be... We preach today, I pray, God, that you'd help us to rightly divide the Word of God this morning. I pray, God, that we would preach nothing out of context, Lord. And I pray, God, that we would say only the words, God, that you'd bid us to say today. God, I pray that if there's anybody here lost, God, that you'd bring them to a saving knowledge through the preaching of your Word, Father. God, you said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So I pray, God, that you'd help us to lift you up today. God, we'll be careful. To give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to talk to you um, this morning. The Bible said this that knowing the time, uh, that now it is high time uh, to awake out of our sleep. And I want to preach to you on this thought for just a little while this morning. Time uh, is running out. Time. Uh, Is running out. I thought about this. Time uh, is a very precious commodity today. Um, Time is something we don't really know uh, how much that we've got left of. Uh, Matter of fact, I was talking this week and I I, I was talking to the girls this week and I told them, I said, you know what? We don't know how long that we have left. Matter of fact, there's a lot of people uh, got up this morning and started their day uh, and uh, they tied their shoes they put their clothes on, uh, but the undertaker will take their clothes off and untie their shoes today. I know that that's not popular preaching, but it's just factual preaching today. Uh, That is the truth today. We don't know uh, how much time we've got left. Matter of fact, when you start studying the word time, uh, you'll find that the word of God has a lot to say about it. Matter of fact, there's 573 times uh, in the word of God that time Time uh, is mentioned, 573 times. I want to ask you this, who is promised uh, tomorrow? There's not one of us today uh, that is promised tomorrow. The Bible said this in James chapter number 4, verse number 14, whereas uh, you know not what shall be on the morrow. is your life. It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time uh, and then it vanisheth uh, away. And then it vanisheth uh, away. Our life is going by so rapidly today. I thought about what the Bible said in Ephesians chapter number 5 verse number 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. That word redeeming right there when you study it out. Here's what it simply means. It simply means uh, to make the most of it. And what the writer of Ephesians is saying this, uh, is saying is this, we should make the most of time uh, because the days uh, are evil. I want to say something to you. I want to make the most of uh, Of My time that I have Uh, I I enjoy life And if you're around me much you'll learn that I enjoy life I enjoy what I do I love the ministry Uh, uh, Matter of fact uh, a a young man A pastor's son rode with me last night And um, we was going up the road And we was talking about the ministry We was talking about the challenges Of growing up in the ministry I grew up in a pastor's home But man I love the ministry Uh, I love people and uh, you say, well, I don't. Well, you might as well get used to them. You're going to be around them till you die. And then you're going to be around them after that. But anyway, I love people. I love investing in people life and trying to help people and I want to make the most of my life. My life will soon be passed. Uh, I'm not promised my next breath. Uh, You know what? I may not be here tonight. It's just the facts. Uh, I may not be here tonight. The flowers uh, that may be placed on my grave may already be in Miss Crystal's flower shop in Pilot Mountain today. Uh, uh, The coffin that I'll be buried in may already be at Brother Bob Moody's place today. Uh, We're not promised the next breath so i want to make the most of my life while i'm here i want to make the most of it i thought about this i wrote a couple things down and and uh, i thought about this i want to make the most of my time with my family i want to make the most of my time with my family. You know what? My girls is growing up really fast. Madeline. um, uh, uh, March, April, May is birthdays. Uh, Matter of fact, March, April, May, June is birthdays. uh, At the Barker's house, I forgot mine on that one. Mine's in June. But anyway, uh, here in just a couple days Olivia will turn 17. And then next month, Victoria turns 11. And then the next month um, uh, Madeline turns 20. And then the next month, I hit the big four or five, but anyway, uh, uh, I-, I thought about this, Brother Robert, your son's married now, and he's out of the house. You're probably thankful for that, but he's carried and out of the house, but I guarantee you, if we was to sit down for long, it seems like yesterday, uh, hope that you was changing his diaper, and now uh, he has grown, and he is gone, and he's out on his own. Why? Because time just flies by. I want to make the most of my time with my family. Um, I, I, you know what? A lot of times, now, I, I'm I, just stay with me right here. Don't get upset with me. But a lot of times when we're at this point in our life, where I'm at right now, and, and, and really from probably 25, Brother Jim, to 50, we spend so much time trying to make money. Yep. Boy, we got quiet right there. But we've got to do this, and we've got to do that, and I've got to make this, and I've got to make that. And you know what? We're going to turn around twice, and our children's going to be gone, man. And we're going to be empty nesters going, What happened to my life? And our children's not even going to really know who we are. I want to make the most of my time with my t- I'm headed somewhere in the message. Stay with me. I want to make the most of my time with my friends tonight. You said, preach, what do you mean by that word today? I want to make the most of my time with them. I'm thankful for good, godly friends. I'm thankful for that today. But you know what? I thought about this. I want to make the most of my time for my father more than anything. Now, I'm not talking about Alan Barker. I love my dad, and I'm thankful that I can spend time with him, but I'm talking about my heavenly father today. I want to make the most, first and foremost, I want to make the best and the most of my time for my father today. I want him to be pleased with everything that I'm doing. I thought about this. Why should we make the most of our time Well, can I say this to you by way of introduction? Because of the sinful days. Because of the sinful days. What did the Bible say in chapter 5, verse number 16 of Ephesians? He said, the redeeming the time because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. Listen to something right here. The Bible said this in 2 Timothy chapter number 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Then he gives us 22 things. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Check, we're living in that day. Covetousness, yep, we're there. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. You can put a check beside every one of those. That disobedient to parents, man, I'm going to tell you something. I see the way some young people talk to their parents today and you need about a week at Barker's Boot Camp with my mom and daddy. Because I'm going to tell you something, you would probably have to go to the dentist. You say, why? Because you probably wouldn't have no teeth left. I'm just being real with you, Man, I'm telling you, one time I back talked my mama, and, and I did more than one time, but I remember one time very well. You say, why? Because you could have took her fingerprints off the side of my face. You say, well, I would never do that to my child. Spare the rod and spoil the child is what the Bible said. Man, disobedient to parents. That's the days that we're living in. What did he say? He goes on to say this. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. We're the bad today. Because we love people and we stand up for what's right. And we say the Bible is truth and man should marry man and woman. No, no, no. Man should marry man and woman should marry woman. But man should marry woman and woman should marry man. And it was Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve. But we're bad because we stand up for what's right. It's not that we hate people. It's that we love people. And I can tell you this today, you can love people and make a difference in their life and not be arrogant in that, but we're the bad people today. I studied these words out, and one that I found very interesting, and it's that word incontinent. Whenever you study it out in an 1828 Webster's Dictionary, here's what it means. Not restraining the passion or appetites, particularly... Now listen to this, particularly the sexual appetite, indulging lust without restraint or in violation of law. Boy, that is the day that we're living in today. Everybody wants to have an open marriage. Well, it's getting quiet. If you'll stay with me, I'll get done in just a minute. But that's the day we're living in today. I mean, God, help us today when they go to a party and this wife leaves uh, with another woman's husband and this husband leaves with another woman's... Uh, you, you say, preacher, what do you say? We're living in the last days. It's right there. He goes on to say this. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Boy, is that not today. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Why do we need to make the most of our time? Because of the sinful days that we're living in. He goes on to say this, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof. You can read down through those last days right there, and you know what? Every one of them happened in Surrey County within the last 24 hours. So Preacher, what are you saying? We need to redeem the time, church. We need to make the most of our time because of the sinful days, but because of this, and I've mentioned this already, but because of the shortness of our time. Because of the shortness of our time. The Bible said this in Job chapter 14. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He said this in Psalms 90 verse number 10. The days of our years are three score in 10. One day you'll wake up and go, where has time gone? Where? July, I'll start 17 years here at Amazing Grace. But where is time gone? Man, it seems like yesterday, Miss Tina, you was cheating off of my paper in history class at the great Boonville Christian Academy. (laughs) Man, here we are. We're grown now. Our kids are practically grown. The shortness of our time, the sinful days, why do we need to make the best of it? I thought about this because of the supply or the opportunity that we have to serve God today. The Bible said this in Matthew chapter number 9. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. But the laborers are few. Uh, There's just one life. That life will soon be passed. And all that's done for Christ is all that will last. You know what? When I stand before God one day, when I stand before God one day, He's not going to give me an attaboy for everything that I've accomplished in, in, in a secular or, or, or an earthly accomplishment. And the only way I'm going to hear well done is if I've done well in the service to God. My life will soon be passed. Oh, hey, look, I, I, and I'm not against money, especially if you give good to the church. Somebody say amen right there. I'm not against that. I am not against pleasure. I'm not against having things, but I am against things having us. Are you with me right there? Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. There's I'm telling you something, man. I'm just being honest with you. The the lovers of pleasure is more than lovers of God. When summertime comes, if you miss church more than you are at church, something is wrong. Something's wrong today. Amen. Something's wrong. I I thought about this. The things of this life will be gone. And when I stand before God, there's one thing that's going to matter. What have I done for him? Time's running out. I got two points this morning. Here it is. Number one, time's running out in salvation. Said redeeming the time. He said that now it is high time that we awake out of our sleep. Time's running out in salvation. I want to ask you a very personal question this morning. I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't want you to answer. If you want to say amen, of course you can say amen. I want to ask you a very personal question this morning. If you died today, would you go to heaven? I sure am thankful that I can say to you today that I would go to heaven. I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that today. You know what? After service this morning, I'm going to go home and and I'm going to eat some lunch. Hopefully, Miss Leslie's got some lunch. If she don't, um, we'll go somewhere. I'm thinking about people washing their hands, so I don't know if I... I might just fast today. But I'll go home and... I'm going to eat something, and I traveled just evening, preached last night, traveled back in late last night, and and I may do something that I normally don't do on a Sunday afternoon. I may, after I eat lunch, well, I'm going to eat lunch, okay? And then after I eat lunch, I'm going to drink a cup of coffee. Praise God. Thank God for coffee. Amen. And uh, I tell you what, the beginning of this year, I had a life-changing experience. I quit putting anything in my coffee and started drinking it black, and man, I'm telling you, I cannot wait to sit down and drink a good a cup of black coffee. And then after I do that, I may just check the back of my eyelids for holes. <laughs> Are you with me right there? And I may rest just a little while. And you know what? I can go home, Brother Andy, and I can sit down in my recliner and close my eyes and rest knowing that if I don't wake up, it will be the best day I've ever had. You hear me tell you the reason why? Because if I don't wake up down here, I will wake up on heaven's glorious shore and I will see the one that gave his life for me. My faith will end in sight when I see him. Time's running out to be saved today. I'm glad that I know I'm saved. Can I ask you a question? Do you know you're saved? I'm reminded of what the Bible said in Isaiah chapter 1, verse number 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know what he's saying? He's saying this. Hey, Christ is calling you today. He's warning you to come to salvation. I thought about this, for he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Think about this. The Spirit of God can quit dealing with you. There could be sudden death. There could be the second coming of Christ. Are you with me? One thing we do know for certain, it's appointed unto man once to die. And when that day comes, we don't know. I, 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 um, I, I was coming up the road last night and the young man that rode with me, we was talking and we and, um, uh, was talking about different things and um, we began to talk about a couple of the wrecks. He was asking me about being in the fire department and uh, we began to talk about a couple of the wrecks that I'd been on. And you know what I told him? I told him, yes, I said, you know what, every one of those people, Brother Lloyd, that left their house that day had plans of going somewhere, but their plans was rudely interrupted by a man called death. They didn't plan for that. I didn't wake up this morning planning to die today. I woke up this morning planning to live today. But the truth of the matter is this. I'm just being real with us this morning, church. Death could come so fast. Time's running out to be saved. There could be sudden death. The, The Lord could come back. In the last days, I just read it to you. We're in them. Number one, time's running out to be saved. Number two, and I'm done. Time's running out to serve Jesus. That boy, that's, that's deep this morning, isn't it? You need a Greek lexon to understand all that, don't you? Time's running out to serve Jesus. It's running out. <clears throat> I said this, but let me say it again. Only one life will soon be passed. All that's done for Christ is all that's going to last. I'm not going to get a second chance to serve Jesus after I'm dead. Time is running out to serve the Lord. What did the Bible say in Psalms 90? So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. What did the Bible say in Romans chapter number 12? He said this, I beseech. That word beseech, it simply means to call to one side, to beg. He said, I'm begging you. Therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world... But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Time's running out to serve Jesus. Will you come start playing softly? I thought about this. So, preacher, how can I serve Jesus? Well, man, there's so many ways you can sing in the choir. You can teach a Sunday school class or an Awana's class. You can work in the nursery. You can work a bus route. I know we didn't run them today because of the weather, but you can work on a bus route. You can work in junior church. Man, we've got youth camp coming up here in just, uh, just a few months in June. We'll be having our youth camp, and um, we'll probably have close to 300 kids at it this year. And you know what? We're going to need some workers in youth camp. I thought about this. You can give out a gospel track. You can give out a gospel track. You can hand somebody a gospel track. Is anybody hearing the preacher this morning? You don't even have to say nothing. Just hand it to them walking by. Can I say something this? You don't even have to ha- hand it to an individual. Lay it down somewhere. I'm not talking about in the middle of the street. Don't throw it out the window. Somebody say amen. You go to the bathroom in a restaurant. Put a gospel track at the mirror. When you start to leave, if you've treated the waitress or the waiter right, you've not been a jerk to them. Somebody say amen right there. And you're leaving a good tip for them. Then put that tip in a gospel track. Now, if you was rude to them and you're going to put 50 cents down, don't put a gospel track that says amazing grace. Put one that says shield of faith. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't nobody tell Brother Chris I said that. <laughs> For you that's visiting with us, the pastor there is out of our church, and we pick on each other. Man, put a gospel track down. But I, I, I uh, we got a a big group chat in the fire department, and I got one the other day, and um, it was from the beer cooler somewhere, and they was gospel tracks stuffed in every one of the beer cases. And it was a big picture of our church. It said, Amazing Grace Baptist Church. We want to invite you to Amazing Grace. I thought, praise God, put them in the beer cooler. I'm serious, man. Give out a gospel. You said, preacher, how can I serve God? I just said this. We have the most opportunities today that's ever been. We have jail ministry on Wednesdays and on Fridays. We have Shepherd's House Ministries on Fridays. We've got youth church. You show preachers, workers out there. All you've got to do is say, I'd like to work out there one Sunday. All you've got to do is go to Brother Aaron and say, hey, can I help one Sunday? I'd like to help one Sunday. You know what? We've got a nursery. Ain't nobody say amen there. But when a kid's screaming in church, you're thankful for it, aren't you? There's so much that we can do. There's so much that we can do. I want to ask you this. You remember back at the first of the year? Back at the first of the year, I, I challenged you with one person this year to find one person, either see them get in church, see them get saved, they're not saved, see them get saved. If they are saved and out of church, see them get in church. One person that's out of church, I challenged everybody in here to find one person. They didn't have to come to church here. We're the best church, but we're not the only church. And if you don't feel that you go to the best church, then something's wrong. If I didn't feel that I pastored the greatest church, then my heart wouldn't be in the right place. I'm just being real with you. I feel that I pastor the greatest church in the world. And And... I want to say this to you. I challenge you to find that one. Can I ask you this question this morning? Where's your one at today? Have you forgot about them? Time's running out to serve God. It's running out. If you're not saved this morning, time is running out to get saved. It's running out. He said that it's high time that we awake out of our sleep. I grew up around youth camp. I love youth camp. I got saved in youth camp. I surrendered to preach in youth camp. Where daddy pastored when I was growing up, we had about four or five weeks of youth camp every year. And I loved youth camp. Youth camp there was a whole lot different than our youth camp that we do now because our youth camp, kids stay in really nice motel rooms and there we had dorms, Brother Brian. And and if there was more kids came than we had bed, somebody was sleeping on the floor. And we lived beside the church, but Mom and Daddy would not let me go home and sleep at home. If I had to sleep on the floor, I just had to sleep on the floor. That's just part of it. And I, I, I remember there would be times that we'd stay up about half the night having pillow fights and... And, man, I'm telling you, the workers at our youth camp would be put in jail today because when we'd done things we weren't supposed to do, we had to run laps around, not around the gym, around 27 acres, the property. We had to do wall sits. I'm telling you, we had to do wall sits. We had to take cold showers. It was more like boot camp than it was youth camp. You say, it hurts you. Well, I'm doing all right. Just leave me alone. I'm saved. I've surrendered to preach. God's helping us. It's all right. But I'll never forget every once in a while we'd stay up late. And when the morning would come, so they'd come walking through there. The counselors got to sleep different places. They'd come walking through there. Get up. I mean, 6 o'clock. We had to be the flagpole at 7 o'clock. So we had to get up, we had to clean the dorms, we had to make our beds up because we got points if our dorm was the cleanest. Son, I didn't want to get up at no 6 o'clock and we had had pillow fights half the night. You could take them, them feathered pillows, son, you could pack them things down, especially them that had a zipper in it. You could unzip it and put a bar of soap in there and pack them things down in the midst of all that. We've had some get laid out in pillow fights. Don't, none of y'all try this at home, okay, kids? You teenagers, we're not having pillow fights Tuesday. I don't know, we might. But anyway, they'd come through there and holler at us to get up. And if we didn't get up, son, they'd turn the bunks over. They'd roll us out on the floor. They'd bring buckets of water and sling on us because it's time to get up. The other morning, I opened a Door, of Madeline's room's down in the basement. I opened the door and I holler. I said, "It's time to get out of bed." I said, "I'm telling you, you better get out of the bed." I thought, "I'll fix her, Oh, son. I'll fix her." So I walked down to the basement, opened the basement door on the other side of the basement. I said, "Hey, Poe, come here." Some Poe come running around the corner. That's our dog. And stays outside all the time. She'd come running in there. When it's real cold at night, we'll let her in one side of the basement and she'll sleep in there. So when I opened the door to go over to the other side where it's nice in Madeline's room, she wouldn't go. She's, just, she's trained that good. So I just picked her up, toted her over there, and set her down. I turned the overhead lights on in Madeline's room. It's pitching three. It darkened three midnights down there. It's pitch black. There ain't no wind I turned the lights on. And I said, poke. Son, Poe made a big leap. Right up in the bed. Snuggled right up next to Madeline and stretched out. My sheets is going to be dirty. I'm going to smell like a dog. I said, you should have got out of the bed. You know what happened? She got out of the bed. You know what we need God to do to us today? We need God to throw a bucket of water in our face and wake us up. We need God to turn our bunk bed over. We need God to... Seek a dog on us and wake us up because this thing's about over with. The coming of the Lord's at hand and this thing's about over with. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. If you're not serving God, let me tell you what you better do. You better hit an altar this morning and say, God, here's me. I I present myself to you. I'm glad I'm saved, but God, here's me. Here's every bit of me. Here's every bit of my family. Here's every bit of my life. God, if you can do anything with me, here I am. i give it to you.